This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Yeah, welcome back to the show. We're in the second hour of the Power Zone right here on Power 98.7. A big thank you to everybody that rallied behind the open line as we go into Bafana Wednesday uh, this particular morning. Uh, yeah, we're celebrating the boys and we are becoming intentional about celebrating them as we've had a lot of people saying that we need to check ourselves uh, in a way that uh, we've been negative around Bafana. Uh, so let's do better as we go into our Wednesday this morning. But I want us to also go into... Uh, the political space and really uh, give you uh, this crash course, the masterclass uh, into uh, the elections. We're going there uh, just in a couple of months. Uh, we saw in the day that was EFF President uh, Julius Malema joining uh, the chorus and those that have been calling for the election date uh, to be pronounced here. We saw him uh, saying Mklegazi Cyril Ramaphosa announced the election date now so that we can plan your democratic removal effectively and immediately. So in that particular sense, you can tell that a lot of people are positioning themselves and the president can really announce any time from now. So how do we ensure that we prep you at home to ensure that you get the best out of this electoral process? We're on 0861-987-000 at PowerFM987 at Katlerodi underscore. Let's rally behind the hashtag PowerZone this morning. Tabile, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Gatlek. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Tabile? I'm doing great. Shout yeah. out to Abafana Bafana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Bafana Wednesday. So this is how uh, we start our day. And they really just revived uh, the spirit. Uh, and, and they've pushed that, they've pushed us into that space where a lot of people are, were even saying that uh, there's a lot of negativity, man. Mm-hmm. We need a little bit of light. Uh, we need yeah. something that would give us uh, great news that will help us uh, forget all of the bad that has been happening over time. But also when you look at it, the clock is ticking, right? Uh, we're oh. going into the elections in a couple of months. I was just looking at uh, really what uh, the law says about where uh, we find ourselves. We really need to ensure that uh, we uh, pronounce on that particular date because we see really uh, the office here of those in the legislature coming to an end, their term ending in May 2024. Uh, we are told that there has to be 90 days uh, mm-hmm. of the expiry of the legislature terms. Uh, this mm-hmm. is when then the president has to uh, pronounce on the elections and even uh, our readings here are saying that they may be between May and August 2024. But it's very important uh, that when that announcement happens, uh, it finds us ready, right, as the electorates ready to mark the acts and really practice our democratic right where this is concerned. A very important process, uh, this voting process. Mm-hmm. Yes, most definitely, Katlefo. Like you just mentioned that, you know, uh, we don't have a lot of time. Mm. We don't have a lot of time. And us not having a lot of time, there's been quite a lot of legislative changes when it comes to how we are going to be voting this year mm. uh, with, you know, the introduction of independent candidates. Um, you know, there's been a talk about having, you know, three ballot papers. The IC still uh, hasn't come out to say this is what the ballot paper is going to look at. Uh, come this year. So I really feel like it's important um, for us to have this conversation, especially with first-time voters, because mm. if we remember in 2021, um, a, 
uh, who were eligible to vote, we had about 1.8 million who were eligible to vote. And out of those 1.8 million, you only had about, it was uh, 90% did not register to vote. So we're having about 1,000 odd and some change that only registered to vote. So out of 1.8 million, you had only about 1,000 first-time votes that would be 18 to 19 year olds in the 2021 local government elections who actually registered to vote. So that's a huge red flag because it shows that there's a missing link somewhere there. It's either the IEC is not to get around to these young people or there's a message that's not getting across. And I really think it's important for us to have this conversation. Um, uh, there was an article um, published by Tessa Dooms of the Rivonia Circle, and she was saying that mm-hmm. in the 2019 uh, national elections, all the young people combined could have actually, um, the young people could have actually changed the outcome of the election had they all maybe voted the same way. So that's how much power as young people we have, but we have we had now have lack of representative, a low youth voice in government, which leads to us actually not um, finding that the issues that are that are faced by young people actually being championed and actually being solved. So that's why I really wanted us to have this conversation and let's let's try and get through to young people. Let's have a talk with these first time voters because there's a lot of stigma or negativity surrounding mm-hmm. voting that can discourage a young person. So let's have a conversation about what a young person can expect, especially a first-time voter. What can you expect when you get to uh, the elections or what you should do in preparation before you get to an election? And I'd like to kick off and start off here, Kaleho, if that's okay. And um, I'd like to start off by saying that, firstly, voting is important It's um, as, as much as, a lot of people can say, you know, voting doesn't have uh, an impact or mm-hmm. there's no outcome, but voting does have an impact. Uh, when we look at 1994, for us to actually get to a democratic South Africa, that's mm-hmm. like, well, there was a process of voting. That's how we were able to move mm-hmm. from apartheid to uh, a democratic South Africa. And that was through the means of voting. So voting, if we all come together as South Africans and and one and have one, uh, one voice and actually do it in good faith, change can actually happen. So how can we get to that point? And I think the question that a young person might have is, how do I actually even get to that point when there's all that stigma? How do I encourage myself to, to get out there? How do I yeah, make I mean, I mean, the right l- choice? Look, young people are basically the face of voter apathy when you look at how mm-hmm. things have gone throughout the years. And one may say is because they don't maybe particularly understand the importance of this process or even oh. how to go about this process. Tabila, you can go ahead. Yeah. So I want to start off by firstly saying, uh, well, continuing on on my point of that voting is important because of that, because it can actually bring about change. Um, firstly, just straight off the bat, is that you must register to vote as a young person. And currently the IEC has its second voter registration weekend and second and final, which is this weekend. It's the 3rd and 4th of, um, 3rd and 4th of February. It is at your local um, voting station. So that would be the nearest voting station. That could be a classroom. That could be a church. Whatever the case may be, you would see posters to say, this is where you can go register mm. to vote in your community. So, so that is step one. You can't then just rock up on election day and no, say you want to. Like <laughs> doesn't work like that. So the process is here uh, that you will need to follow and adhere to. And enshrined, of course, and recognized by the Constitution. Yes, definitely, mm, definitely. So mm. that's why I want to 
is first you must register to vote. Yeah. And for you to be eligible to register to vote, one, you have to be a South African citizen yeah. with a green barcoded ID book or a smart card. You have to be 16 years of age. And I'm going to be very clear. You can register to vote when you're 16 years of age, but you can only cast your vote when you are 18, 18. years of age. Yeah. So on the day of the election, you have to be 18. It doesn't matter if you are 18 in December of this year, <laughs> but you have to be 18 years of age by the day of the elections for you to be eligible to cast your vote. Mm. Um, that is what, what, what happens? Is it a, a spoiled vote? Uh, if maybe <laughs> I, 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 I just rock up there with my mom and I'm like, Yo, I also want to stand in the queue and I want to <laughs> vote because I feel like it's a cool thing to do at that particular time. It means you are frustrating the process. You are exactly, and and that's a very good point that you that you're touching on, which which leads to what we have, which is called yeah. a voter's role. So um, when you do then register to vote, Katlejo, there's something that's called a voter's role, which says that these are all the people that have actually registered to vote. So I'm going to make maybe a quick example. I'm, I am from Durban, you know, so uh, a particular voting station in Durban that's closest to me, um, I would then go, if maybe I'm in ward, for example, ward 108, mm-hmm. uh, just off the top of my head, and you know, that's where I've registered to vote, that's where I'm going to vote. So my name is going to appear under the voters' role of 108. So I have to go there on the voting, uh, on the day of the election to so don't cast my vote. So they are going to find my name there. I will appear because I've already registered to vote. And when I get there, they, they are going to do a process of actually crossing out my name on the voters' roll to say I've, I've actually come to vote, then I will go to an inca who's going to ink my son, and then I will get the ballot paper. Um, I'm, uh, at this point in time, I'm not actually sure how the ballot paper is going to look with the independent candidates, but usually we, we get two. One is for national and the second is for provincial. Um, and how that works is that you we are voting for national government and provincial government. It doesn't mean because nationally you voted for party X, that means you have to vote for party um, X as well when it comes to provincial as well. You can vote for party B uh, provincially and you can vote for party Y, for example, when it comes to nationally. It's all about your preference and who you see as a better leader when it comes to those different tiers mm. of government. And um, that's how it works. I, I just want to touch quickly when it comes to actually marking your X. Yes. That's very important um, because some people will write negative connotations mm. or negative comments, I should say, profanities on a particular um, political party. That's a spoiled ballot. So you've wasted half your day yeah. standing in a line. So it should just so be an X, <laughs> nothing, no Nothing fancy. Don't, <laughs> uh, don't be fancy about it. Don't try to impress anyone with your hand Heart, <laughs> you know, <laughs> next to the don't party you. that you're voting for. Exactly. Don't do that. Don't do that. Your name, you, you're not even going to, your name is not going to be there. Your phone number is not going to be there. They won't know. It's all in secret. And I, I think I should also mention that in the ballot box, the ballot, yes, in the ballot box you are alone. Uh, it is a secret. No one is allowed to follow you. No one is allowed to ask you who did you vote for, uh, so on and so forth. If maybe political parties outside ask you, you are more than welcome to lie. No one can check, no one can verify whether that's true or not. But when you're at the ballot box, 
you are alone and you can cast your vote in secret and no one knows or has a way of even knowing who you voted for. So keep it simple. Keep yeah. a nice, nice ex. There are boxes. So keep your ex in that box. Make it clear. Don't make it overlap because if it does overlap to the next, um, you know, space of a political mm-hmm. party, then it's saying, ish, we're not too sure if you're voting for that one and that one, then it becomes a spoiled ballot. So just make yeah. sure your X is there clear in the box and then you get to put your ballot papers in the ballot box. So that's so, how so, it works. So how, how does it work if, uh, because then you would hear uh, that there are provinces and then there's national. So how, how do we distinguish between the two? If you are a first time a voter, you are mm-hmm. there in the queue, how do you know where to go to? Do we then rely on uh, the uh, you know agent that is there on the ground to direct you in terms of mm-hmm. helping you uh, go about this process so you're not confused? Uh, because it can oh. really be a, quite an intimidating uh, space it's like no, the first time in gym. <laughs> how, how do we actually ensure that you know you're not confused and it's not just clear that you're a first time voter and you're like other kids there when you go cast the ballot? Right. So obviously there there is a line that you follow, yeah. and there are there is IEC staff that's in there. So they're the ones that tell you that when they say next in the line, they tell you, okay, you go from this person. So you, you start off at the, um, at the voters' role where they look for your name, they cross mm-hmm. your name out, and then they direct you to say, okay, now you're going to go to the Inca, going to Inqueue, and then they give you go to the next person who then gives you your ballot papers. Then you go to your ballot box. It's always clearly laid out so that get confused. What they do, the IC, is that they make sure that it's all perfectly spaced out so that there's no confusion, no one gets to walk out with ballot papers, so on and so forth. It's always perfectly demarcated. I also want to say that there are um, uh, party agents there, even though they might not wear their regalia inside of the voting station, but there mm. are people there watching. So if, they, if you do see people there watching, and taking down notes, it's not anything fishy or, or whatnot. <laughs> it's they're just making sure that the processes are free and fair, uh, not just for themselves as political parties, but for us as well. So they document everything that is happening, that on such and such and such. They also count the number of people that are coming in. So they liaise as well with the IEC staff to say, okay, we've counted that maybe within the hour from eight to nine, 10 people came in. And then the IEC can also say, yes, 10 people came in. So then when it's time to count, we can say in total, we had maybe 5,000 people come in this voting Mm. station. The party agents can also collaborate and say 5,000 people, yes, came in and actually cast their vote. So that when they actually count the amount of the number of ballot papers that are there, and it has to equate to 5,000. Mm. And, and also when you look at it, Tabide, uh, mm-hmm. then it becomes a little bit tricky for a first-time voters, for even returning voters, uh, when mm-hmm. you look at the fact that uh, now the voters' role is going to be extremely large. So, uh, and, and on top of it, you've spoken about uh, the new changes, the dynamics, uh, you mm-hmm. know, to legislation in terms of how uh, we're seeing mm-hmm. also independent candidates uh, coming into the picture and wanting uh, the piece of the pie. Uh, when you look get it 
so, so, so how do we then expect for the process to go where the IEC is concerned in a way that we manage traffic and we don't compromise certain parties over the other as we go through this particular process? Because then as uh, the first-time voter, you may maybe just expect a smooth process where it mm-hmm. will be clear that there's an ANC, uh, you know, more or less signage or whatever there. Mm-hmm. That's where you vote for and you mark your X. Uh, others even saying that over the years we've seen confusion around uh, in the parties like the ANC and the AIC uh, because the colors mm-hmm. would then be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you then go and approach this particular process in a way that it will be a smooth one uh, without uh, the just logistical nightmare uh, that mm-hmm. follows uh, this long ballot that we're going to have now, the ballot paper? So two things um, that I, I, I'm going to say to answer your question, Kasako. The first one is that it's the ballot paper is, yes, you do have the AMC, the AIC, and they all one after the other, and it can get confusing. So just to ease any insecurities or uncertainty when it comes to that, there is a logo of the party's party. They are going to write, they are going to put a picture of the logo of the party, mm-hmm. the abbreviation of the party, and also they're going to put the full name of the party. So that is all going to be there. It's just a matter of you looking and you're going to find the party or the independent candidate that you want to vote for. Secondly, this is not an any mini miny mo type of business. You have to arrive <laughs> on the voting day knowing, knowing who you what's want to up, vote for. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to do your homework. Currently, you were having a lot of uh, parties launching their manifestos. Rise and Zanzi, I believe, last week, if, if it wasn't the week before, launching mm. their manifestos. The EFF is soon to launch their manifesto. Mm. I'm not too sure if MK have, la- have launched theirs, but it's in the works. They are launching their manifestos. And manifestos are the pledge and promises of what political parties are saying they are going to do for us if we put power. Basically, a manifesto, politicians, they're saying, if you put me into power, this is what I'm going to do for you. And that covers, you know, uh, unemployment, Mm -hmm. access to basic services. It speaks to a variety of different things that concerns us as South Africans. And those manifestos include strategies on how political parties are going to tackle the issues we face as South Africans. Mm. So as a first-time voter, go out there and read manifestos and understand what each political party or each independent candidate is saying they're going to offer you when, if, um, if you vote for them. Because you, mm-hmm. if you're a young person, for example, um, and you want free education, you cannot align yourself with the uh, with a political party that doesn't even mention free education in the manifesto. Or if you're a young person that is concerned about climate change or the effects of climate change, you then have no business voting for a political party that um, does not even um, speak about climate change or wants to address climate change, you know. Those are all real issues that we are currently facing and will face the consequences of as young people. Mm. So do your homework as a young person and align yourself with a political party or an independent candidate that you believe best serves or best represent what you would like to see in the government. Mm. And when you get to the ballot yeah. uh, paper, you're not going to have any problems because you're just going to look for party X or for party Y. And like I mentioned before earlier, nationally, you don't have to vote for the same political party mm. nationally and provincially. If you think 
uh, nationally, then you go for that. They can do a better job provincially, then you vote for them provincially. Mm. Every political party in some way or another um, has had an opportunity to lead, whether it's at local, municipality or provincial level. Obviously, we've only had the ANC at national level, but every most political parties, I should say, have had an opportunity to lead in, mm. in some government one way or another, even if it's a, a, a councillor at yeah. some point, but they've had an opportunity to lead. So do your research and, and see how uh, those political parties have tackled certain yeah. issues in those municipalities because, you know, you cannot just go with the most, the biggest political parties because they're there, because they have the brand, because they have the colors and whatnot and the support, mm-hmm. you know, also look at the little ones and how they've been able to, um, to, uh, in the lack of a better word, ha- have shined in the little space that yeah. they've been given. So that's really important for a young person to do that. And I think lastly, my my last point yes. on this is that it's not like supporting Bafana Bafana when you're voting. It's not like supporting Bafana <laughs> Bafana. It's, it's, you know, it's about your best interest, you know. Yeah. It's, it's about being selfish and it's about your best interest. Um, you know, it's not like... I'm a Man United fan, Kaslejo, and I don't know if you've been seeing how badly <laughs> that team has been performing. Um, so, and I'm a diehard fan, and, I, and I'll never leave Man United. Yeah. But um, it's it's not like that when it comes to politics. Um, if something does not serve you, you have to try you something move. out. Yeah. Um, that's basically how it is. Because if you don't, you are going to face the consequences mm. of the lack of a, a governance or lack of accountability of that political party. Political parties or politicians are meant to serve us, not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where we get it wrong. We now, they become our miniature gods <laughs> on this earth. They don't even look at us. They don't even eat with us when we are having functions and so on and so forth. It's supposed to be the other way around. Politi- politicians, mm. political parties, independent candidates, they're there to serve us. It's, it all should be in our best interest. Uh, so we should remove mm. this thing of this party, I've loved this party since since, or this is the party that my dad loved. No, it's about you and what you want and, mm. and what you can gain from it. Yeah, I, I always remind uh, the listeners that uh, this is our time, right? As the electorates, mm-hmm. we are the VIPs yeah. uh, where this process is concerned. We have all the powers now where we can even tell these politicians where to get off uh, uh-huh. because they are at our mercy. So uh, this is uh, the most that you can make of this particular space. So don't waste it. And I love the fact that you uh, took us through uh, the process there. But I wanted to understand also, where are we, Tabile? Uh, I have a caller on the line, Miles, who also wants to ask about uh, inmates. Uh, but also, where are we with independent candidates? Do we then see their faces there, Tabile Mbluli, independent candidate? Uh, how do we uh, deal with those? And do we perhaps know at this point in time how many independent candidates have raised their hands to say they want to appear on the ballot. All right, so let me start with the the inmates. Mm. If you are a South African citizen, inmates or not, you still have the right to vote. So they will get them the, the ballot papers in, uh, in 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 prisons wherever they are incarcerated. They are going to get um, a ballot a ballot paper, and they will cast their mm. vote. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to independent candidates, uh, it's a little messy because the IC has really, it hasn't really given us quite a lot of information when it comes to how the ballot paper is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I can only confirm currently at this point that we are going to get three ballot papers. Mm. That is what I can confirm, whether independent candidates will have a picture next to them because they don't necessarily have a logo. That is something that is yet that the IEC still needs to confirm for us currently. So I cannot make any uh, any assumptions, even with regards Mm. to that, because political parties and independent candidates are bananas and apples. And so... Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't want pity pity on the day, mm. so they need to get it right. Miles, you're calling us uh, from. Uh, yeah, you're calling in. Miles, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Katleho and your guest. I'm calling from uh, Alra Park today, uh, uh, 80 kilometers away from Eldorado Park to your west, ah. your east side. I see, man. No, thank you very much for uh, joining us uh, this morning. You have a question around uh, inmates. Tabulate already touched a bit on uh, the process. What do you have uh, on your mind this morning, Miles? I want to talk about a deep-rooted and well-tentacled hatred of a black government against their own people. Let's, let, let's pick up here at sentence and unsentenced prisoners, a population of about anything between 108 65 to 175,000 warm heads, head counts, and human factors that are confined in institutions. They do have a right to vote since uh, day one, since time in memorial. But, you know, the, the hatred I'm talking about is when you are behind bars, you will have to have a green barcoded ID, which most of them don't have it with them. It's either at home or it got lost. And if you want to get a temporary ID, you must pay anything between 110 to 80 rands and knowingly very well that when you are there, you are not having any income and you won't be able to uh, um, afford that amount and then immediately you become disenfranchised even though you are a fellow South African. We have for years called on the ANC government that hates their own people, that has committed crimes worse than crimes that was committed by an apartheid regime over 300 and something years. In less than 30 years, they've committed this crime. Now, we are told that hundreds and thousands of sentenced and unsentenced fellow South Africans who are are not going to be allowed to to participate as fellow South Africans in the elections because of this technicality that has been coming on since the dawn of our democracy. If you don't have your ID with you, get your relatives to bring your ID. Imagine you do time in Durban, and in fact, you are from Soweto, so your, your, your friends or your family must travel all the way from Soweto to Durban to go and drop an ID. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we were of the opinion, and we remain of the opinion, that the votes was going to be used or should have been used as a tool, a weaponized tool to fight crime, to combat crime, to prevent crime, and the causes thereof, if you had a government that really cared about its own people, to say, look, 
if you vote, you will have a voice, and that voice would assist you to be educated, to be trained, to be given skills, to come out of prison being a, a productive, useful, yeah, and actually law If I can come in there, for the sake of time, Miles, what would you like to see happen going forward, and where lie the gaps uh, when you look at how things are done as we speak right now? How would you like to see things happen going forward? We are talking with Mkoto Isidwe Party to see whether they can squeeze in somebody, talking people in right places to let prisoners have special votes so that if you are a citizen of this country, you are behind bars. We, we, we don't have to have an ID for you to register to vote. We will use your orange prison card to identify you as a South African citizen that must vote for a party of your choice. And we are talking with Mkonto Sizwe party. If they can do us that favor, we then call off all the sentenced and unsentenced prisoners and their relatives to vote for Mkonto Sizwe party. Yeah, not loud and clear, Miles. Thank you very much, man, uh, for the call. Uh, Tabile, what do you make of what Miles is saying this morning, Uh, just outlining some of the gaps here and even saying that maybe going forward, we need special votes for inmates. Uh, He mentioned uh, issues of uh, IDs uh, that mm-hmm. uh, people have mm-hmm. to travel and, and their likes. It looks like uh, it, it's really a frustrating process. Uh, uh, that is the process of voting uh, for some inmates here. Yes, uh, he's actually touched on a very important point. And as far as I know, and I'm not going to give too much uh, uh, maybe answers or, or comment on, on what it said because I'm not necessarily too uh, informed about prisoners necessarily mm. when it comes to to voting, so I don't want to sound ignorant. As much as I, as much as I know, Katlejo is that um, you know uh, prisoners, you know, have the the right to vote. But he did touch on something like saying, for example, you're from Johannesburg mm-hmm. and you know you do a crime in Durban and you're then locked up in Durban. And then there's that issue of right now we're heading over to you know the national elections. Mm-hmm. You get provincial, so you can get the provincial ballot paper, but then you're not then allowed, you're disenfranchised because you cannot vote provincially because you're not in your uh, place or where you live or where you originally registered. So I'm not too entirely sure in terms of the specification and what happens when it comes to, because that's a special case that has to be looked at by the IEC and making a special recommendation and amendments to certain certain ways that uh, normal voting is is, is done. So I I cannot give a full comment on on, on what is said because I'm not entirely sure of the the deeper process that happens behind it. but uh, but definitely touch on something. I will do more research about this, and hopefully we can have an opportunity where we can come back and actually revisit this topic. Uh, this topic because it is very important definitely. Yeah, no, most definitely very, very important because we don't want uh, to see inmates uh, left behind mm-hmm. uh, where then those votes could have went uh, to maybe help in terms of uh, determining how then the uh, country moves uh, in terms of uh, these elections. I have two questions for you, Tabile. We're out of time, but uh, let's touch on the indelible ink. Uh, what is the importance of the indelible ink uh, and, and really uh, is this a feature that we can never in any way find ourselves having separate uh, from the electoral process. I want us to talk about the importance of that and also uh, also go into uh, the possibilities of voting online. I mean, uh, are we there as a country yet? Uh, but do we see, I mean, I think the U.S. has already yeah. led, uh, you know, us in terms of what's happening around the globe and the electoral yeah, process yeah. where we're moving into voting online and mobile voting as to compare to us queuing and 
and going there uh, to the voting stations physically. Let's start with the indelible ink and then we'll go into uh, how uh, where we are as a country when, when you look at uh, issues of mobile voting. Okay, so firstly, let me just explain what indelible ink is. Mm. English, firstly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, it's basically the ink that uh, when you get inked, the ink that they put on your thumb. Mm. That is what you're referring to, yes. just to clarify. <laughs> it's the ink that, put, that they put on your thumb to mark you, to say that you actually voted. And it lasts for about um, a, maybe a week, even two. Uh, it lasts for a very long time uh, on, you, on your thumb. Um, for as, as far as I can see, it's definitely going to be something that is our, that is a staple in, in our voting process. Mm. I don't see it disappearing anytime soon um, because, and to go into your second question, because it gives us the surety that definitely Kaseho or Tabile have definitely um, voted, they've cast their vote. The only thing we have to do is just look at your thumb and we can see, and, and that we can see that. So definitely that, I don't see that leaving a mm. part of our, you know, voting process anytime soon uh, no I don't see it uh, you know being removed and you're going to cheat it because it stays there for a couple of days so, yeah, no, it <laughs> so we are sure that you actually voted that's why when people say show me your thumb you can't come with any excuse you cannot come with any excuses yeah. and then when it comes to um, you know mailing and, and we had this conversation at, at Umla's at a community dialogue mm. and when we were talking about all of this and one of the 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 reasons why people are calling on uh for this to happen or for us to be able to mail our votes because of some of them have been threatened before by political parties you know saying vote for us or mm. you you know all of that um that that the negativity that sometimes comes when you know people get vote when people get desperate and they then lead to you know being threatened and whatnot not so, um, you know, there has been a call to say that would eliminate maybe some of the problems and even some of the fights that we see happening um, from voting. I don't think as a country we're there yet. There's a lack of trust in the system. Uh, there's been talks over the years when it says when the ANC has, has won to say, ah, you know, the ANC is, is in the pocket of, you know, is in the hands of, of the, the IEC rather is in the hands of the ANC. So there's, there's a lot of distrust with that. And with looking at our cybersecurity as a country, <laughs> we get hacked very easily. Um, so there's a lot that would have to happen. First, we would have to build mutual trust between the government and the IEC, and then it would mean as well our cybersecurity for us not, you know, your vote doesn't get mysteriously lost or now you voted for party X, but now it's somehow with party B. All of that has to be in, in, uh, in, in line first before we can get to that point. And I don't think as South Africans we are quite there. I do believe in the future with technological advancements so on and so forth, we can get to that point. Mm. But my point is, is that we can bring tomorrow because it's, it's not a new phenomenon, Katleko. Mm. We can bring that tomorrow, but you will still hear people saying, Ish, I don't know if my vote is really going there. You know, governments, they can ma- manipulate, you yeah, know. So it's, we have to, there's a process of, of trust that has to be 
establish first before we get to that point because we're going to introduce such systems but even find that people are now even more reluctant to vote because they furthermore don't trust because it's it's not it's no longer in their hands whereas when you put your ex there you know that no one can mess with it but if it's digital you have that ish anyone can manipulate that you know so a lot has to be put in place before we actually get to that point. And yeah. it might be a long while before we get there, but I, I, I'm not saying that it's entirely impossible. Yeah, no, issues of cybersecurity and mm-hmm. the likes, uh, those will need to be uh, considerations as we move with the times because we also uh, don't want to be left behind as we see things develop across the globe. Tabile, uh, really appreciate you, appreciate your time, and I hope that we helped uh, first-time mm-hmm. uh, voters. We'll continue, you know, with these nuggets of uh, these masterclasses in between our conversations, politically, mm-hmm. just to remind the listeners uh, as we inch closer to the elections of their responsibilities and the do's and don'ts uh, when you get to uh, the voting station. But thank you very much, Tabita, for your time. Thank you so much, Kasefo. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.